All right, we're back with a promise podcast again from very big topic lately. Very big. And we have Travis and Lex here with us too. Yeah, they're here with us too. Too. Hello. I don't know if we actually said anything last time. We just all started talking, so people all be surprised. Did I say something? Maybe I did. Okay. Topic though. Yeah, you said something last time. Okay. Anyway, we're going to talk about Christian music, (laughs) Hillsong music, Bethel music, all this Jesus Jesus culture, culture, all this stuff. We were. We were talking about this in our live yesterday, and um, I've hit on it a little bit before in some of our other podcasts, but basically we were talking about how, and I understand, first off, I understand that a lot of churches and a lot of people use this music sure. in um, in their church or whatever, and a lot of this is done innocently. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know any better. But listening to a lot of this music, and especially the sources from where it comes from, there's a lot of really serious problems. And to be honest, worship music and worship in music in general does fall, especially if it's worship music, falls under the same category as false teachers would be. Because if you're just singing a false Christ, it's the same thing as teaching a false Christ. It, it, there's no difference. So they fall under the same category. Now, like I said, most of the time it's innocent. So it's not like just because your church has decided to take a theologically sound song and that actually in some of these, as we were reading the other day, I think some of these things actually do have, you know, some lyrics that are correct and are good and, and maybe even have some, you know, good songs. But... You know, that still doesn't take away from the source of where these come from. And I think that's what we're going to try to hit on here and and just show the importance of it and look at some of these lyrics just to try to show you where the the problems, how do you decipher it, how do you discern what's wrong with these things? Um, But who, who had, didn't somebody have a pulled up or something? Which one you want? I don't know. Um, well, what I'd say is, uh, I think you hit on the, the first two points, is uh, there's source. Wh- who is the one singing it? Right. In other words, if I hear a Mormon a cappella group that sings wonderfully, but I'm using that as a worship, even though they don't <laughs> believe in the same God. Right. Okay, that's one thing. Um, and then two, lyrics. How are we defining worship, I think, is part of that. Um, and... So really, maybe that's what we need to set first. What exactly is worship? Because in our culture today, people hear worship and they immediately think music. Right. Yeah. Music. It's uh, music that plays before the church sermon worship. Right. So uh, I personally would say this. Worship is understanding and giving credence and glory to God through that knowledge. You know, a lot of people want to want to put an emotion to it no no it actually comes from the mind first in fact when the bible speaks of the heart it's your inner being it always speaks in a way that it is thinking we are to be thinking christians which is why i think there's a lot of confusion in this so in other words what i what i would always say is the worship leader is not the one up there playing a guitar and singing lyrics technically the worship leader is the pastor preaching from the Bible, speaking the word of God, so that you can better understand who God is. Therefore, when you sing, and you sing biblical words, 
Mm -hmm. They have meaning and depth to it. Your soul then understands this is why I'm singing to God. This is mm -hmm. why I say these things. And it should always bring to memory and remembrance who Christ is, what he's done, mm -hmm. what God has done in the past. I mean, it, there's so much richness. Well, richness and, yeah, and too. who you are, too. I mean, that's that's very important, too. I mean, it, the lyrics on who, who is this? Is this talking about in a self-celebratory way? Because that's what a lot of this music, uh, this new music is, is it celebrates self and as opposed to pointing directly towards Christ and, and coming at it, you know, in humility. It's more like a, you know, let's bust out of the grave and now I've got all this power and I can take over the world now. It's like, man, chill out there a little bit. That I mean, a that may or may not be true, but, <laughs> did pull those but I mean, I think we should take, how do we take, this I think this is how I deal with it is dealing in light of Ephesians 5 and taking no part in unfruitful works of darkness and I think that goes completely along with music especially if it's inside the church well because knowing I mean the biggest ones that we think of are things like Bethel, Jesus Culture, Hillsong, and even Elevation. You know, I mean, they're like the hugest I brought up in the live yesterday. Now. I said, you know, um, Bill Johnson from Bethel, he's got, a, you know, a, um, notebook. a notebook like this big full of visions and conversations with Christ that he claims. And these are inspired writings, apparently. So he's writing his own scripture inside of this notebook. This is the source of Bethel music. So Bethel may have a couple good songs that are theologically correct. They might even fall in line. But look at the source. We're talking about a man who literally is saying that he writes scripture and is, is conversing on the normal with Christ. Yeah, Bobby Connor was also just, I mean, I, I, I mentioned in the live, the answer, he was, he, he tweeted the other day, because, you know, someday I'll just be walking along and there'll be coins at, right at my feet, brand new coins. And I said, God, what, what are these coins for that I keep finding? And he says, I want you to prophesy to my people that change is in the air. This was a tweet. I'm not kidding. And this is the same. I mean, this is the kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very cheap. And even if it's correct, I mean, that's, to me, that's taking part in a work of darkness. I mean, it, regardless, you're accepting that, okay, well, this song's okay. It's like listening to Charlie Manson because you think his music is good. At the heart of it, he's still a stone-cold killer. So I have, I, I just have a real hard issue with even if it, if, even if it's, theologically correct i just i don't think that biblically lines up to just say okay we're gonna go ahead and use it well and something we have to remember is so we're coming at this from an american perspective right because if you just want to attack tune and sure. sound and drums like that oh yeah, yeah people that'll say absolutely no drums it's not even in the list sure. uh, uh, that you know you won't find that as a musical instrument listed in the scripture right so that's like you don't use it uh, but if you go around different cultures they still worship Christ, they, you know, the same God, but their music is going to sound slightly different. The way that they sing it's going to sound slightly different. And sure. Obviously, if they're singing another language, hopefully there's a translator. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, well, so, they understand it. But, you know, looking at, at one of the, the comments uh, that was listed, and, I, you know, I don't mean to call them out if, if they're listening to this, but just the fact that, um, where does he say it right here? Uh, 
I definitely don't think that it is a watered-down gospel at all. We need Jesus because of sin, and through faith is Jesus Christ. We are, through faith is Jesus. Okay. We are saved through faith, essentially what they're trying to say. What is watered-down? I think as the body of Christ, there are different parts. The foot itself is useless unless it is hooked down to the body. The goal this is what, okay. The goal is to bring the younger generation into the church and through discipleship and community, we create fully devoted followers. So the idea mm. is music now is to bring in people. Right. You know, Which we see in all of sensitive. these. Right. And, and it falls right into that. So no, that's not the point. You know, First uh, Corinthians 14, when an unbeliever comes in, they should be convicted of sin. Yeah. And it should that's be confusion. What that's what really in. the context is talking about confusion. But the idea is if somebody comes in, they need to know God. Right. And they need to know themselves in light of a holy God, that we are sinful, fallen creatures in need of a Savior. And so our musical worship should be in that category. Yeah. Seeker sensitive. Yeah, absolutely. And seeker sensitive, too, is a complete work. I, I commented this on the YouTube quote. I said, it's a complete work of darkness. It is watering down the gospel. What is I mean? You are not supposed because to because this add person or goes to a Hillsong Church, I believe, is what it was. They use a lot of and Hillsong and music. to water down and to make it seeker sensitive. That's a lie. That's a complete lie. Well, I think um, something that a lot of people don't know and don't understand is that. So, in some people have heard this before. Some people have heard it described in a different way. Most quote-unquote Christians that have been going to church for a very long time have felt this. It's called the mountain high when you yep. go on the youth retreats and you just feel so spiritual and so connected yeah. and it feels so good. And then you're on you, fire you're for on the fire Lord. You're on fire for Christ. And then um, and, and sometimes it's genuine. Sometimes. Sometimes it's not. It's I'm not trying to take that away, but I, I have a point. You, you know, you come home and then that kind of like falls down and we've really seen kind of um, this movement over the last, what, 10, 15 years where they're trying to recreate this feeling at every single church service. If I can top you off each Sunday. The music. Now, how are they doing that? Because I think that's where a lot of people are like, but it just, I know I'm close to God because I'm feeling this way and it's emotional. Let's break this down for a second, though. It has been proven that when you worship God, and I'm going to try and find an, an article that, sure. that talks about this. It's been like almost 15 years since I've like found this information, but it's been proven that when you worship God, and when I say worship God, I think we're talking mostly about like when you're singing sure. songs to God, um, not in the biblical definition of worship, but in our American culture definition of worship, um, you release oxytocin into your body yep oxytocin is the hormone in your body that makes you feel really really good like in a new relationship when you're hugging up on someone or when right. you just get married and you know that just like that feel good high that you get that is butterflies same, in your stomach same feeling that you get when you are singing these emotional songs and doing all that now I believe, and I don't have scientific evidence of this, just personal experience, like you can still have that same feeling sitting in your prayer closet, just sure. kind of feeling the joy of the Lord. I really do believe it does activate that. But so the problem with that is anybody who's experienced that goes, but I know this is what it feels like 
when I'm close to God. I feel it when I pray. I feel it when I'm saying, God, you're so wonderful. You're so awesome. You bless me with this thing. I get that rush of endorphins in my body and it feels so good. And I'm feeling now the same thing when I'm singing this worship song at church. Ergo, same thing. Yeah. I'm closer to God because I'm doing this. But you have to understand that there is a hormonal reaction happening. And some churches don't do it on purpose. I believe some churches very much do it on purpose because they want you to feel like, yep, I've got the spirit now. And then you're more open than to whatever it is that they have to say. Yep. They're emotionally you preparing for, you for whatever the um, message so, might be. So that's where, you know, I I feel like, you know, emotions, I don't want anyone to feel like we're saying that you cannot be emotional when it comes to God. I don't believe that that's the case, but you have to be logical first. You have to brain first, emotion second. Does my your brain heart is deceptive. match up with what my emotions are telling me? And the only way to be discerning of that is to know what the Word of God actually says. So that's kind of my soapbox moment on that. I just want people to understand because I think that's where a lot of confusion comes from. Is I, I feel so good when I'm doing this. And I'm, I'm a musical person. Music yeah, you was are. my life for a very long time. So I get it. Like some of these songs, some of these bands that we're talking about, like I, they've got some awesome songs and I'm like, I really love it though. The, I think the lyrics are good and all this, but what do they stand for? Mm-hmm. What do the musicians yeah. stand for? Even if you can sit there and go, but the people in the band are, are awesome Christians, which I don't know. I can't really break that down. You guys might know more about that. You then have to go, but then why, if they're such good Christians, are they supporting such a bad church? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, obviously, by showing you the lyrics and explaining to people, this will explain a little bit more on why this is so dangerous. But this is the worship music like this. The, the, one of the first flags should be that this has changed the folk, the focus of the church. Like the focus is not on worship music. This is not what we're going. This is not what we're going to. to yeah, a lot of people choose their church based based on off the music. The music they like. What gives them the best? Like I can't go there again because experience. their music was too old or too whatever i just can't feel close to god there because i'm like that's not what you're going to church for you're not going to church for the music well right and even that goes back to worship you understand even in your worst day as horrible as you feel internally you singing to god is still an act of worship that glorifies god sure so worship does not have to enact some kind of super good feeling inside of us because yeah. you could be just downright sick physically you could be ill grieving over something but sometimes even in that an act of worship can still be god honoring and so that's where i think the confusion comes in is we are so based on an emotional mm-hmm. response um you know and sometimes you got to be able to say okay is it simply the music that draws me close and I'm using that as an excuse. Can I turn the music off and just say the lyrics? Yep. Because that would be a good good thought. Is right. take the music sure. away. No beat. No. Nothing. You know, none of that. Can I pray the lyrics? Can and I just read the lyrics. And does for one, does it bring scripture to mind? Do you go? Oh, I I've read this in the Psalms. I've read this here. This is what I understand. This yeah. is representing this here. Or do you go? I, uh, this don't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> that you'll Love find like that a lot. A hurricane. Yeah. Like, um, 
Yeah. We had yeah, somebody comment and they were saying that they pulled up an old hymn, wasn't it? And we're playing it for the kids. And the kids were even like, so is this where we raise our hands? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we're so yeah. conditioned to have, like, I mean, this great climax in the music. And, oh, here's the point where everybody – that the kids were genuinely asking, like, oh, do we do this now? Like, well, And just to say, not every old hymn is good. No, no, there are, yes, no, always yeah, with everything. Genuinely, you would find them. more let's, so. Let's dig into um, one of the songs. <clears throat> um, I pulled up the lyrics for Heidi. And just because <laughs> this was so popular, this is one that we heard okay, a lot. Okay, what, what is this? This is Ain't No Grave by Bethel Music. Oh, Lord. This is one I read to you and Travis the other day and watched So you're you going to read it and then tell no, us wait, why I, Okay, bad. so I'm going to get accused of snickering because I just read a lot. <laughs> I'm muted for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I shut up. I did it. Now I'm going to have to answer for that. Okay, so this one's really popular. I'm sure many of you have heard it, probably even love it. And we are just going to go through this and discuss, again, just taking away all of the music and just reading the lyrics. So we're not getting hyper-emotional here. Oh, shame is a prison as cruel as a grave. Shame is a robber, and he's come to take my name. Oh, love is my redeemer, lifting me up from the ground. Love is the power when my freedom song is found. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise up out of the ground. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Oh, fear is a liar. Oops, hold on. I had to click see more lyrics and then I lost my place. <laughs> um, oh, fear is a liar with a smooth and velvet tongue. Fear is a tyrant. He's always telling me to run. Oh, love is a resurrection and love is a trumpet sound. Love is my weapon. I'm going to take my giants down. There ain't no grave. <laughs> I'm trying to read Almost faster. made it all the way through okay. without making it. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. And when I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise up out of the ground. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Oh, there was a battle, a war between death and life. And there on a tree, the Lamb of God was crucified. And he went on down to hell. He took back every key. Oh. He rose up as a lion, and he set all captives free. There ain't no grave could hold his body down. There ain't no grave can hold his body down. When he heard the trumpet sound, he rose up out of the ground. There ain't no grave could hold his body down. There ain't no grave could he, like, repeats this 700 times. Oh, if you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. It says that about 100 more times. Going to sing about it, yeah. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. I'm going to meet Jesus. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. It says that 100 more times. There ain't no grave going to hold my body down. Ain't no grave. I'm going to rise up, hear the trumpet sound. Uh, you get the point. Okay, so... <laughs> Besides. And again, Bethel is also the same church that, again, their pastors believe that they actually converse with Jesus. Wait, is, and is that from Bethel? That's from Bethel. Mm -hmm. Ain't they No Grave believe, is from Bethel. Yes, it is from Bethel. This is a church that rains gold flakes out of the air duct and tells people it's the Holy Spirit raining down upon them. I mean, those are just two of the most important. Hey, have you listened to Travis? If you listen to Justin Peters, he talks about there's a twin church to Bethel somewhere in Florida in Miami. And one of the uh, one of the can she's since gone to Justin Peters ministry and completely turned and everything. But she was actually an elder at the church down there in Florida, and she was one of the ones that was in charge with literally putting gold in the air Rafters in the, the air duct system for them to run for out them the to rain spirit. down. And Justin Peters has this whole thing where he talks about it. It's really cool. But um, 
I mean that that's the kind of danger that you're talking about. First, like in in their in those lyrics, there are some serious serious problems with those lyrics. So but, let's talk about that. But first of all, what does that mean? What does any of this mean? Well, so first, let's break it down. How someone could very innocently be like, "Well, this is what it means." On the surface, it seems like. They're simply worshiping the fact that Jesus conquered the grave sure. and that we have no more bondage to sin. Through Jesus. And they're praising him for that. Sure. That, I mean, that is, if it's, if you just hear it and that's, you're not, people don't always process every single lyric. That would be the take, I think, of what And I what think the average get. person is probably going to walk away going, okay, Heidi, you read that, that's all I heard. Like, what's wrong with it? Big deal. So, Brandon, tell me what's wrong with it. <laughs> Specifically, or I can't, or Travis can't. Well, let me just let me just insert right here. The first little problem with celebrating that again is Bethel's theology. Okay, Bethel believes in the same. I mean, they've got many, many different messed up beliefs, but Bethel believes in the same line with what they call. Um, well, I guess it's for them. It's partial preterism. So they believe that Christ already came, uh, had a second coming, a partial coming in 70 AD, Little right, with the destruction of the Jewish temple. Okay, so their theology automatically says that we are in the kingdom now. Right now, currently, all of us believers are, are in Christ's kingdom, and he's ruling and reigning, and eventually us as Christians will come and take over all aspects of our culture and bring all nations to Christ, and then Christ can come back. So when they're singing a song like that, it's all about self-empowerment. You're in the kingdom now. You're going to walk out of the grave with Jesus, and you're just going to be able to go out and conquer the world. You just can do anything without any opposition. That's what, that's what their theology is basically saying in this song with that, and nobody would know that. Yeah, because you'd have to understand where their theology is, where their doctrine is, what their kingdom views are in all of this. A kingdom view on that is is very, very important to understanding the lyrics of the song. And they believe it's their job to build this this Christian utopia, Christ kingdom here on earth. There's lots of focus towards this earthly kingdom that they are building. They're, they're apostles, they're prophets, they're... They're all part of this new apostolic reformation too. It's, well, look it's, how often in that song, me, my, I, like right. it's it's very self-centered. Yeah, you threw Jesus in there and a couple of things here or there, but it was all about what you, 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 you. Well, the, okay. So again, so can you ask the question, what is the focus on? Is it on me mm-hmm. or is it on glorifying God? And so, yeah, did they did they acknowledge Christ defeated death and rose from the grave in verse three? Sure, sure. I'll give him credit for that. Um, verse one didn't really seem too out of place, but some of the things that I recognize that I simply can't stand by is for one, they they throw out like shame, fear, these kind of these key words of our culture today that yeah. that um, take away our our self worth, but in the secular view. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, um, so it, they, they those are just well shame for being shame for being a tranny or train uh, or or what shame for being a homosexual. You know, 
and transvestite. Where's the call to repentance in all of this, though? Yeah. Not They're the, saying I don't need to have shame. I don't, and that's true. If you have been transformed by Christ, if you are a new creation in Him, there is nothing in your past that you need to be ashamed because of. you have repented and turned completely because away you've from repented it. Repented and turned away from that, but I think the modern day church often just says don't feel bad jesus died for that so it's fine and then they don't say you're not a slave to sin so keep sinning right essentially address that (laughs) yeah no that's i mean that's a good catch because you talk about shame and fear from the secular perspective and now it's very popular in our culture these words are are just trigger words these are sometimes these are are these are the seeker sensitive words Mm -hmm. man i have a lot of shame but jesus says i should have none well, and then, so, for example, and, and then you, you over-spiritualize things that happened in Scripture that should point to Christ, right? but you somehow fit yourself in. So, uh, I wasn't David. Yeah. No. Jesus is. He's the fulfillment of that. He defeated death. But, like, the verse that says, uh, love is my weapon, I'm going to take my giants down. Yeah. Uh, the only weapon we have is actually the Word of God. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, if you want to be technical, and that's kind of where we were talking about, um, yeah, our lives should be mm-hmm. a reflection of Christ, but without words, without the true gospel message, yeah. you're not actually professing that. Um, I'm not Jesus taking any of the giants down. Right. <laughs> That's not but, what I so, get to do. But, but those are things you go, oh, yeah. And so, like, even a, they probably even taught a sermon on this because most of these preachers would say something like, well, you all have your giants to face. You're all your Goliaths. So Didn't get, Furtick pick up do your it, sling of David? Yeah. And, yeah. But I mean, and they and they do that multiple times. Sure. They'll throw that in in any sermon where they get all heated, and it's like, oh, it's oh, a yeah, great one yeah, to throw yeah, in. So your giants, you're David, and you and, get to come slay them. Yeah. It's like no, that's not how it is. So, and that's where it is. Is is can you take these? Can you put a verse to it? If not, why are you singing it? Because it really makes no sense. And then again. The focus on here, even though they give credence to Christ at one point, it's me, me, me. Ain't no grave gonna hold me down. Yeah. Right. Puffing self up. Right. It's just what? Like How about Destiny's Child? He rose up in a, as a lion and he's setting the captives free. At this point, you're not. Cel- that's true, but you're not celebrating Jesus. You're celebrating yourself. This is not about Christ, right here. I mean, you're 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 in between here. You're you're trying to make this all about yourself. You're not. This is nothing about Christ. This is this is about you and what you could do because of what Christ did. And that's that's just not... I think the biggest problem that I have, though, is in verse 3. Oh, um, yeah. Number one, I don't like how they use the tree. I don't, I don't like that, how they say tree. But that's not my big problem. I just thought it was just something I don't like. That's not, a, that's not an issue. That's just, you know. Right, that was the, that was the verse, but I, that... I don't know. I think just like a modern use of that word just seems odd and throws me off a little bit. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of like, I don't know why. But my real problem in that is that he went down to hell. But that like. It doesn't it just say he went to hell? Like it doesn't even say down to, doesn't it just say. No, it's, yeah, I have it pulled up right here. It's he, he went down to hell and he took back every key. No. He always he, had the keys. He always had the keys, and he didn't. He never went to hell. He, he did he go to Sheol? Yeah. Yes. 
Hell, no. It's a completely different thing. And then some sects even go off to say that he was even tortured in hell for three days. Which is insane. Which is insane. And so that's that's extremely dangerous. So I have another song I want to read. Um, it, to me, seems like it would fit in with a lot of the modern-day songs that are being used today. They're super popular. It's about somebody going through a really hard time, and they're crying out. They're crying out to God. They're saying they're going to kneel at his altar. I've got to keep the calm before the storm. I don't want less. I don't want more. Must bar the windows and the doors to keep me safe, to keep me warm. Yeah, my life is what I'm fighting for. Can't part the sea, can't reach the shore. And my voice becomes the driving force. I won't let this pull me overboard. God, keep my head above the water. Don't let me drown. It gets harder. I'll meet you there at the altar as I fall down to my knees. Don't let me drown, drown, drown. Don't let me, don't let me, don't let me drown. So pull me up from down below. It's a pleading out to God. So pull me up from down below because I'm underneath the undertow. Come dry me off and hold me close. I need you now. I need you most. Of course, again, I can't see in stormy weather. I can't seem to keep it all together. I can't swim in the ocean like this forever, and I can't breathe. So God, keep my head above the water. I lose my breath at the bottom. Come rescue me. I'll be waiting. I'm too young to fall asleep. Does that sound like it would kind of fit in Yeah. with all of that? So that's not a praise and worship song. That's Avril Lavigne. Oh, wow. It's called Head Above the Water. I and was I was waiting for a problem. <laughs> and that's the problem. I was waiting for an is issue. Avril Lavigne clearly is not a Christian praise and worship artist, but I find that far more scripturally fitting than Ain't No Grave, or honestly, well, really any of the other ones. Well, not celebrated any of, anything about her. She but let's talk about Lauren Daigle, right? I would much rather, I would call that that you just shared by Avril Lavigne far more scripturally sound than anything by Lauren Daigle. Oh, absolutely. I don't even know if she uses well, the word who Jesus it, who in said music, it? does she? I think a couple times. She like People reference God, rarely Jesus. She kind of alludes to him, her real big popular ones. And who is it that said, if secular radio stations, yeah, if secular radio stations have no problem playing your music, that's a huge issue if you're a Christian yeah, artist. And, not, yeah. You don't understand that secular radio has picked her up and played her just as much as any other song. Yep. Because they can isolate songs and go, oh, yeah, I can twist this to mean family, oh, like yeah. relationships, nothing to do with God. Perfect. Yeah. And so that's where you go, what is the purpose of this song? Right. So here's, for comparison, here is a Lauren Daigle song, one that was released when she wasn't, I don't think she was mainstream in 2015 yeah i think think she was still exclusively um christian so just i just read the avril lavigne one who you know if you do your research on her i think she does claim that she is a christian or catholic or something but i'm not sure it's fair it's something that i guess she like rediscovered a commitment to God during like a health battle that she's sure. been going through mm-hmm. and stuff. So I don't really know as far as like where she stands on the salvation scale that I was just kind of reading that to prove a point. But here's Lauren Daigle who was at this time that this song was released. I am a Christian artist letting go of every single dream. I lay each one down at your feet. Every moment of my wandering never changes what you see. I try to win this war. I confess my hands are weary. I need your rest. Mighty warrior, king of the fight. 
no matter what I face, you're by my side. When you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move. When you don't part the waters, I wish I could walk through. When you don't give the answers as I cry out to you, I will trust, I will trust, I will trust in you. Truth is, you know what tomorrow brings. There's not a day ahead you have not seen. So let all th things be my life and breath. I want what you want, Lord, and nothing less. Okay, so she does say Lord one time. Uh, when you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move. And she just kind of goes on and repeats those things. But you had to get to all of that to finally get at least a Lord used. Well, what, what so was the last, what was the, before Lord? I want what you want, Lord, and nothing less. Really, though, I feel like it should have been a nothing more. Yeah. 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 So, no, because that comes from the perspective of God's going to give me absolutely everything all the time and life right. be happy and perfect and good all the time. So I don't want anything less than what you have for me. Because what that, you have for me is everything. So here's my problem. With the secular artist that I read, who I, I don't even know that she's really saved or anything, that song to me was just, she's crying out because yeah. she knows sure. she needs God, humbled I don't know how she feels altar. about you, but she at least knows, like, I need God. I'm humbled at your altar. Help me. I don't know what to do. This song is all about, like, okay, on the surface, it's about trusting in God no matter what happens and, and yada, yada. But is it? Because I feel like it's more like I'm going to behave this way so that you will take care of me and give me everything I want and nothing less because I want what you want. And maybe I'm just being overly picky with this, but something about this just feels very... Well, and I feel like we could go through that artist's entire Mom, why don't you register. read... Yeah, I want you to read it so I don't have to. Why don't you read... Um, read Lord Raise Me Up. Okay. By Modest. All right, switch it up real quick. I'm going to read King Without a Crown lyrics by Modest Shock. Not... Who, who, yeah, not Lord, Lord Raise Me Up. I mean, Lord, Lord Raise Me Up is great, great, but... We're saying the same thing. Okay. Um, I'm going to read this, though. And again, he's Jewish, but he's like our favorite artist we listen to. You're all that I have. You're all that I need. Each and every day, I pray to get to know you, please. I want to be close to you. Yes, I'm so hungry. You're like water for my soul when it gets thirsty. Without you, there's no me. You're the air that I breathe. Sometimes the world is dark and I just can't see. With these demons surround all around to bring me down to negativity. Try to bring me down to negativity. But I believe, yes, I believe. I said I believe. I'll stand on my own two feet, won't be brought down on one knee. I fight with all my might to get these demons to flee. Hashem's rays, fire, blaze, burn bright, and I believe. Out of darkness comes light, twilight into the heights. Crown heights burning up, all through till midnight. Said thank you to my God, now I finally got it right. I'll fight with all of my heart and all of my soul and all of my might. What's that feeling? My love will rip a hole in the ceiling. Given myself to you from the essence of my being. Sing to my God all these songs of love and healing. I want Mashiach now, so it's time we start revealing. Mashiach is the Messiah. For those that don't know what some of these words are. Now, granted, they're still looking for their Messiah, but we have We ours. know that Jesus is. So, well, and we'll and even... And I'm looking for the second coming of The Messiah. kids will even say, Ha-Mashiach is the Messiah, which is Jesus, obviously. So, we'll even add in a ha when we say it. Um, yeah, sure. 
What's the feeling my lover rip a hole in the ceiling, giving myself to you from the essence of my being? Sing to my God all these songs of love and healing. I want Mashiach now. Strip away the layers and reveal your soul. Got to give yourself up and then you become whole. You're a slave to yourself and you don't even know. You want to live the fast life, but your brain moves slow. If you're trying to stay high, then you're bound to stay low. You want God, but you can't deflate your own ego. If you're already there, then there's nowhere to go. If your cup's already full, then it's bound to overflow. If you're drowning in the waters and you can't stay afloat, ask Hashem for mercy and he'll throw you a rope. You're looking from, for help from God. You say he couldn't be found. You're looking up to the sky and searching beneath the ground. Like a king without his crown, yes, you keep falling down. You really want to live but can't get rid of your frown. Tried to reach into the heights and wound bound down to the ground, given up your pride and then you heard a sound. Out of night comes day and out of day comes light, nullified to the one like sunlight in a ray, making room for his love and a fire is going to blaze. What's this feeling? My love will rip a hole in the ceiling. Um, want Mashiach now, so it's time we start revealing. Says that again. And see, I lift up my eyes. Where does my help come from? And I see it circling around from the mountain. Thunder, you fill it in your chest. You keep my mind at ease and my soul at rest. You're not vexed. When I look to the sky, where does my help come from? I've seen it circling around from the mountain. Thunder, you fill it in your chest. I wish I had to read that more water, too. Yeah. So, That's I feel like Jewish there's a artist. very different take. Well, yeah, because one is focusing on God. Yeah. Um, one is focusing on, you know, just kind of reaching out. Again, it's all about I'm nothing. Yeah. You're everything. Yeah. And yep. the other songs, and the reason they're dangerous is because they seem so moderate, is about... Like, you're awesome, and you make me awesome. So, so let's, let's look at how awesome I together. am. But he's talking about gaining knowledge yeah. from God. For I mean, in the very beginning, I pray to get yeah. to know you, please. You know, I'm, and like I said, this is not a Christian artist. This is why I'm saying, like, that we just read in lyrics like Bethel and everything else, that these are claiming to be Christian artists. And they're completely far off from what you just read with Avril Lavigne and what we just read with Mana. So with that, we'll transition to, I think, a song that even reading it still brings a tear to my eye. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, it is Old English, so those that listen, they're like, what is he saying? <laughs> so keep in mind the order is going to be a little bit different, but this is one of the songs that I would actually play to my daughters sometimes at night, and it is quoted, it's built from Isaiah 53. Ooh. And I've, I've raised this, I think, even in the comment section under the last music one. Yeah, I think he did. Because it is such a powerful song that I can't help but say, listen, you want a comparison? Yeah. You want to see a song that honors and glorifies Christ sure. and just breaks you? Is this one. Because Psalm 53, is the, if you don't have a New Testament, that is one of the chapters you can take a Jew to or anybody really and proclaim the gospel. From. Oh, completely. The suffering servant, Jesus fulfilled that. Uh, and there are verses that are even quoted in the New Testament, but... So I'm gonna read this, and yeah, I'll read all four verses. There's no chorus, um, but yeah, so listen up. Stricken, smitten, and afflicted, see him dying on the tree. Tis the Christ by man rejected. Yes, my soul, tis he, tis he. Tis the long expected prophet, David's son, yet David's Lord. By his son, God now has spoken. Tis the true and faithful word. Tell me, ye who hear him groaning, was there ever grief like his? 
Friends through fear, his cause disowning, foes insulting his distress. Many hands were raised to wound him, none would interpose to save. But the deepest stroke that pierced him was the stroke that justice gave. Ye who think of sin but lightly, nor suppose the evil great, here may view its nature rightly, here its guilt may estimate. Mark the sacrifice appointed, see who bears the awful load. Tis the word, the Lord's anointed, Son of Man and Son of God. Oh, wow, yeah. Here we have a firm foundation, here the refuge of the lost. Christ, the rock of our salvation, his the name of which we boast. Lamb of God for sinners wounded, sacrifice to cancel guilt. None shall ever be confounded who on him their hope have built. You want to talk about a comparison? Jeez. That yeah. is a powerful Wow. <laughs> that is night and day from any kind of stuff that we're going to hear today. I mean, and that's not even... That's not even Bethel music, Travis. <laughs> who now? Who was that? According to this, the songwriters are Thomas Kelly, Omain Yesu Ikmun Sterbin. So maybe it was originally written in German or something, yeah. and translated into English. Um, I don't know the background on that, but uh, who, who plays the version that you played? Yeah. The oh from? goodness. Uh, give me a minute. I'll find it. But yeah, there's a there's a Hispanic singer who plays a piano there's a it, there's a piano and violin version of this that just yeah. rips your heart out yeah I mean, it is amazing um, so give me a second i'll find it but. but everybody wants this emotional experience you know we want to go in and be entertained with like some kind of concert that's going on or we want to feel some grand emotional experience and i really noticed this i saw on just friends feed there was a hill song concert in town or whatever that everybody went to and all oh my gosh it was post after post after post and these are loud professing christian good people right they are involved in church they are in ministry they do all of the the right things and all you heard was the testimony to how hillsong got them through the worst of times on a bad day it's hillsong's music that turns everything around so who when are they worshiping? are struggling and they are in need it's hillsong so it's like you're slapping jesus on it but hillsong is your idol bethel is your idol jesus culture's idol whatever the the musician the brand whatever it is or even just the fact that it's worship you know we've even created this idol out of it because it's no longer about jesus it's no longer about any of that, any of the biblical truth. It's about this experience and this thing that you've created it to be. And that's kind of where Brandon's point is. And like we were talking about before this, I feel like all of this, what it sums up to be is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. At least when I'm listening to Avril Lavigne sing that, she's not coming under the guise of being this almighty Christian woman to, you know what I mean? Like, I know who you are. You're a secular artist and you're going through whatever you're going through. But these guys over here are trying to put on this, oh, look at us. We're one of you, so, you know. So then here's a question. I don't know. For, to clarify, because they feel like this subject can be so confusing for people, especially people who 
kind of live their lives by music, right? Like, you, oh yeah, there are people out there that they're like, I've got a playlist for every emotion, like those kind of people. And I will say, Brandon and I, in our household, we have music playing. And Mm -hmm. you guys know this about us. We rarely watch TV, minus like a little show. Like our house is a household with music playing all day. So we love music. We're not hating on music. So then the question is, because a lot of the response to this is going to be, they're just writing songs based on experience or they're they're praising him for something he did. Is it not okay for me to get super excited and happy and go, I'm going to praise him by singing a song that says thank you for doing all this for me? Because that's, like, that's what a lot of people feel that they're getting when they listen to Caleb, when they... They do that. I listen to it because it just it, it, it puts me in a mind of praising him and thanking him. They're not thinking about all oh, this deep seated. This is this behind. potential danger. This is this. Nobody there. Most people don't even know who's singing the song on the radio that they know so well. They don't know anything about them. So they're like, well, I don't know what their affiliation. Which somebody is. else brought up the point I, as well too. Most of us want to say, well, I'm just putting on Christian radio. And therefore, it's good. I'm giving my kids good stuff. I'd much rather them have that than the junk that's coming out of secular radio. So at least it, if it's made the cut yeah. to be a Christian artist, it's got to be at least a better option. Here's your here as a parent, like with that. I think your your spiritual I mean, your spiritual walk should ultimately lead you to shy away from these things. I don't think it's something that everybody needs to be convicted of right away. But I think your your maturity. And your walk with Christ should grow that you start realizing these things and you say like hey wait a minute this isn't this doesn't sound right to me and you should feel convicted at that point to say I don't I don't think I should have any part of this I mean that's I, I that's what I I think the direction that you should use with it because I wouldn't say that any of these you know if you if you feel good with it and you're not really sure and you're like oh but this makes me feel good and I'm just really worshiping God I can't expect you to know every single thing that's wrong with right. this right away, if, especially if you're a brand new Christian. However, as you grow in maturity, once you start seeing these things, these things are going to definitely start. I had a thought. It, it cheapens if, it. Tell me if this is accurate because I haven't thought that literally this just sprang into my mind. So I'm thinking this through as I'm saying it. So help <laughs> me. Would it be accurate to say that a good barometer for the song on the radio is if you could take Jesus's name out and it feels like a song written for a man who should treat you right. It's probably not the song for you. Cause I'm thinking about this. I remember I don't listen to the radio. I sometimes get in, in my husband's car and he has like, he, he does have Caleb on in his car mostly just cause he drives so much. He's like, I gotta have something. Because um, I know you actually despise a lot of what you listen well, to. Well, no, that's simply because I'd rather have that on than anything else. Yeah, but you I turn on my car just long enough for my Bluetooth, Bluetooth to seek on my phone. You don't want to have some, like, crazy. Yeah. Look at this message right here. We're recording live right now, and I just got a message right at the same time. What is the difference between praise, praise and, worship. and worship? This I told her this, this is literally what yeah. we're talking about. Like, we were recording right now, so... Okay. Okay. Let me just throw this person out there because she's going to listen to this. I have thought on many occasions, I've told Brianna, I said, honey, I don't think she's a real person. I think she's an angel. 
that is like pretending to have social media accounts or something to get because I'm telling you I can't tell you how many times it's we've been doing something obviously we are completely removed from this so-called human being Mm -hmm. and she'll message us or something that's like exactly what we were she's like I don't know I was just praying about something I thought of you guys and want to reach out whatever and I'm like you know who else is like that my dad it's crazy but then her husband did it the other day, and I'm like, honey, I think it's like an angel conspiracy <laughs> because they are all of Yeah. People. No, but so... It, it, we love them. Kind of to, like, finish my thought process, and then we'll we'll get on that. Um, Sorry, I just had to show that. No, but, like, no, but would that be yeah. accurate? Because I remember one time listening to a song on Caleb, and I'm like, this could easily be a song written for, like, a boyfriend or something. Sure. I'm like, sure, we're the bride of Christ and stuff, but really, if you're trying to worship and honor, like, the creator of all things... You're cheapening it. So maybe, you know, that's a good barometer. Like, do the lyrics suppose that it's it's more like a, a lover's relationship versus... Sure. Or if you took out the few times they do call by name Jesus, Lord, God... Does, would the song still be like an okay normal song to be playing? Like, is there no other content about the Savior, the the, the creator of the world? Right. I mean, all of the, these things. Is there no strong content in it that if you took out their names, you could play it as a normal song and it would just continue on no big deal? It's like a self-empowerment song. Like, is that so a good way to... It is not part of the gospel. I mean, this may, I guess this is good. But it's not part of the gospel have to do with the second coming of Christ. Yeah. That is a part of the gospel. It's like repent. You know, the kingdom is it's not here completely, but it's going to become fully realized and once he comes again, he's coming in judgment. So and this is part of the gospel. So if there's not some sort of element to this in your music, especially when you're talking about Christ, I mean, it's all about the king returning. That's why a lot of these old hymns and stuff, they all talk about Christ's return. But does the song have to talk about that to be a worship song? What else are you singing about? Most of them aren't singing about how great the sacrifice, like what Travis just read. Most of them aren't doing that. Right, but I'm most just... of them are talking about this this empowerment. This how can we move forward in this in this world in this right. earthly, you know, cares and affairs of this world and and slapping Jesus' name onto it. Right, but my my point is is like, can you not worship God without saying every single time? You're coming back, and that's awesome. And I know we do because we're really excited about it. But I want to clarify because people are listening. To I mean, the apostles people, couldn't write one letter without talking about it over and over. But and not over every again. chapter talked about it. There are individual chapters that don't have mention of it. Few but of them. the return. Yeah. I mean, but, the, the, re- but they, Christ. But they didn't write Christ in chapters. Return, they wrote in books. Yeah, right. Christ's so maybe, return is written is like mentioned like 217 times in the New Testament or something right. like that. In between. So you are saying definitively for the people who are going to listen to this and walk around and say what they say is absolute golden truth. Don't believe anything we say is golden truth. (laughs) I can't worship God ever without mentioning that this event is going to happen. I can't say, thank you, Jesus. I'm praising you. You kept my kid from getting sick and you're coming back. Hallelujah. Like, I, I can't, I have to say that to be worshiping him. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to. Why no, wouldn't but you? No, do, but do I have to? You don't have to do anything. No, but no, you don't have to do anything. But then again, it asks you the question, then what are you saying? 
what are we looking forward to and what are we thankful for? Yes, we're thankful for what he did and we're thankful for all of this. But also we're, we're honestly, when we have the spirit, we're waiting to be, look at Romans 8 with it. We are yearning to be completely reconciled with God. That's the only thing that matters. Right. Is until we're completely reconciled with God, give him no rest. Right. <clears throat> so what are you so doing? So what are we doing? And, and maybe about? this is a good time then to define the difference between praise and worship. Mm -hmm. Because I can be super duper grateful and know with everything inside of me that the reason I have three healthy kids upstairs, yeah. beyond all odds, because one of them should have some, if you think about statistically, we're very lucky, yeah. both of our families, Completely. That, that our kids are as healthy as they are. That is an act of God. He made it that way. And I can't just say thank you, Jesus, for doing that. Like throughout the day, when I'm thinking sure. of little things and constantly talking to God, like in my head or out loud or whatever, yeah. is it not a complete thought if I don't every single time say, and no, you're coming back? No, but let me, and Trav, you might know, Travis, you might know what exact sermon this comes from, MacArthur. But MacArthur quotes this in one of the beginning of his ones, and he says that you cannot live your Christian life correctly daily every single day without he says in light of knowing the second coming of Christ but knowing it and actively speaking it but you're looking for Christ yeah. consistently it's an right. imminency it's an imminency but of I his return be actively looking for that and still saying thank you god for certain blessings i'm not I'm saying for it. that's what i'm trying i guess to what i'm saying is that i'm not saying that it must be included but i'm saying that that's cautionary if it's not included every single time once a day yes once Al an hour. No, almost Always. every single time that needs to be a red flag because that, whenever that is, if there's not some sort of element included in the fact that that Christ returns or some sort of, of ultimate fulfillment in this, okay. it can get very, very sketchy. So was I like, wrong mm -hmm. when your child got hurt mm -hmm. and she wasn't as hurt as she could have been? And I say, praise the Lord. That's it. I said, praise the Lord. Okay, but I think now you're trying to but fight now, and put technicalities. No, into but this. that's what I'm saying because some people are going to walk away. Okay, but you're you talking. But you said prayer. No, I didn't. Is say that what prayer. you said? I said worship in general. When I said and when praise the Lord, when I'm praising God, when I'm saying praise the Lord that she. Was no, oh, I thought. Hurt. No, I thought you just said that you. I thought you just said prayer when I prayed for your child. I thought no, that's no, what no, you no, said. No, 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 no. Praise, praise, pray. No, but praise the Lord. She wasn't more injured than she was. I because people. I yeah, sit back and I watch people respond to you guys, right? Right. They take a lot right. of what you say and they go, okay, this is it. So I'm right. trying to clarify. No, 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 I know. Like, I, like I, I know, I just, I'm trying to clarify because you actually said you have to say, thank you, Jesus, you're coming again every single time for I was, it to be counted I, as an act of I worship. thought we were still talking about music. No, I just meant worship, like, in Like, general. worship in general. Yeah, that, um, but that's what I'm saying. Not like in an individual I'm sorry. Um, song. I mean, like throughout my day, throughout no, when I'm you talking. obviously don't have a checklist of things that you have to say every time you say a yeah. prayer. I will give you an example. Or, our family and every prayer that our family says as a family in the morning, yeah, the Bible, at the end of Bible, of before end. dinner, it ends with looking forward to being reunited with Christ. Our right. family does pray that with every single prayer. Even our children, they pray for that. Every single we prayer. take literally right. give him no rest and we do so. The point being, right, the apostles couldn't get through a letter 
without multiple times right. looking for this this finished product, right? Which we would do with any normal thing. You wouldn't just be like, oh, well, I got the frame of my house built. Yay, I'm done. Yeah. Well, not... that's not going to do any good. So why would you, in your music, in your teachings, in your daily conversations, in your daily prayers across the board, not take light? And this was actually funny because I posted something on Instagram about this. Did you see that? I posted something on Instagram yesterday. It's so it's kind of funny you bring it up, but it was it. like, why are... Doesn't talk anything about it in Flyman. Okay, maybe not in Flyman. You got on one, which... Okay. No, no, I was just thinking. I was like, every single New Testament book does, except for I was Flyman. just trying to think what wouldn't. But it's kind of funny because I just posted something about this. And it's funny, though, because when you get to this topic of looking for the return of Christ, and we're not getting into... Es yeah, we're not getting into eschatology or anything like this, but it's... Today... Two Christians have, true Christians have very little interest in the treasures of the world because they have been removed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and now long for all the treasures of the next world. And it says, why do some Christians and pastors never talk about the coming of Christ? They express no excitement about this great event and instead they rather mock those who do. Can it be that they are still too deeply rooted in this world and in man-made doctrine? That they are still piling up for themselves treasure on earth instead of treasures in heaven? That they have other priorities rather than ensuring that they have enough oil for their lamps? There can hardly be any other reason why a reborn Christian would not long for the coming of our Savior who he or she claims to follow in worship. Mm -hmm. So if that is not a normal reoccurring theme in your music, your prayers, your conversations, your activities, your focus, your, I mean, apply literally to everything in your life. Right. What are you doing? So no, we're not saying that you have a checklist that in every song it must hit A, B, and C. And it, we like a lot of reggae, so most of our songs are about Babylon and the time well, of coming at, of the end, but it's not a... the last book of the Bible a... that we have, right? Revelation, and look, it was the last book of the Bible that was written, and what is the last things that are said? I am coming soon, I am coming soon, I am right. coming soon, I am coming soon. And this is like pounded in that this is something that we are to be looking forward to at all times. Right. So, I mean, this has got to be at the back of our head to be united, to be, whether or not it's the second coming, it's to be in front of Christ and, and answering for whether good or... Which miss, I feel like your Avril Lavigne song almost... Played right. more in part of that than like, take me out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. No, I just. And by the way, I agree with you guys. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just didn't no, want I anyone you're to hear. Questions that yeah, you're I, I just wanted to be clear that okay, like it's all right. It should always be in the back of your head, and if it's not, where are you at with Jesus? Because you should be excited like all the time. Um, Which is why I go get Randy Alcorn's <laughs> Heaven and Heaven for Kids because if you don't understand what's coming, Seriously, it makes it guys, hard to be excited. Those are really, really awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not. I we joke that I fight with Brandon a lot. I don't like. No. We actually don't think we've really ever. No. Did you tell him what Kaylin told you? <laughs> oh yeah, we were coming down here, and Kaylin goes, "Do you think you're gonna get into a fight with Brandon again?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" We're just we, both loud, passionate we people. Both, both talk very loudly. So yeah, I just wanted to clarify. And you can have gratefulness and thankfulness and, mm -hmm. and praise the Lord. And you can, I used to make up songs as a kid. Mm -hmm. So I would literally sing praise to God when I was like four years old about, you know, we're driving in the car. Thank you for the car. Like that kind of a thing. I was right. four, you know? Sure. So that's all right. Like, God's heart is going to accept this little four-year-old's thankfulness oh, always, that he blesses with that. Mm -hmm. um, 
But, you know, again, when we're talking about the responsibility of people who are writing these songs to put out to the masses. Yeah, and that's where I got twisted up. And that's where I, I got twisted I up I think I transitioned and didn't make a clear transition. So. I just got, maybe I, I was wasn't. Like, I thought we were talking about what music. Yeah, because I was like, well, wait a minute. Let me answer this question to this. But, like, if we're talking about a worship yeah. sense, no. I mean, that's that would yeah. be ludicrous to say that you, you have to, you know, say that every single time in your worship. Yeah. Like, there's no checklist you have to do. Yeah. So let's say there should be at least a couple songs on any given album. I should know that if I go buy this artist's CD, okay, we don't do it. If I go download on iTunes, whatever. Okay, so I'm just saying if the apostles can't go a letter with exception to flaming, okay, if, if the apostles <laughs> could not go without bringing it up multiple times, me, how can a Christian that, artist that's go let me a whole say too, album? Though, is mod- let me say yeah. with Modest Yahoo. Right? right. Oh, There's not one shit. song that he has that doesn't ultimately, at the end of the day, end up with being recon- with back with God. Right. So that's that's what's hard for me is it's like, no, you don't need to, but why why, why wouldn't you? you? Speaking of songs, Travis, did you figure out if anybody wanted to look up the stricken, smitten, and afflicted? Yes. The, um, the version that I was referring to is by Fernando Ortega. Is that the one? Okay. Yeah. So the stricken, smitten, and afflicted by Fernando Ortega. That's a beautiful song and again the lyrics break me every time and then we're at an hour so did we actually address i can't remember if we talked about in the beginning the difference between worship and praise so well i was thinking about that so worship can be acknowledging things of the past that god has done current that god is doing and future that god will do yep Mm -hmm. in light of scripture praise i think comes from a heart of thanksgiving but it, but I think where like the question is stemming from is, okay, for example, the Pentecostals will have their praise dances, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't yeah. know, you're, you're waving your arms and flow emotions and it's like somehow that is enhancing the song. I don't get it. Um, so and that's I don't not see that scripturally. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, David danced, you know. Well, praise is, yeah. praise is universal and worship is not. I mean, praise could be universal. So you could you could be talking about many things with praise, and then worship is only comes to only from our spirit. I'm not getting that. It's so well. It's so weird because I feel like it's something I've never stopped to think about specifically. But look, praise can be, I get. I think I get your point, because praise can be something that comes from, I mean, praise is across the board. I praise my kids when they do a good job. I praise but God I when things are doing. I don't I worship looked, my kids. I had looked this up a while ago, because I had, this is something that I had, but praise is a joyful recounting of all God has done for us. It is co- closely intertwined with thanksgiving as we offer back to God appreciation for his mighty works on our behalf. Praise is universal and can be applied to other relationships so as well. So thank you, Lord, that the injury wasn't worse than it we was. We can praise our family, friends, boss, or paperboy. Praise does not require anything right. of us. It's merely the truthful acknowledgement of the righteous acts of another. Since God has done many wonderful deeds, he is worthy of praise. Worship, however, comes from a different place within our spirits. What about Worsh- humbleness? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Continue. I'm just thinking to myself. <laughs> He's worthy of praise, Psalms 18.3. Worship should be reserved for God alone. Luke four eight worship is the art of art of losing self in the adoration of another. Losing Pre- self in adoration, adoration of, of another. another. I think that right there should so sum up song, everything we've talked if about. If the song is talking about losing everything you are, 
Because you adoration of Christ. Let me let me read this then last one. Praise can be part of worship, but worship goes beyond praise. Praise is easy, worship is not. Worship <laughs> gets to the heart of who we are. To truly surrender every part of our lives to his control and to adore him for who he is, not just what he has done. Worship is a lifestyle, not just an occasional activity. <laughs> Jesus said to the Father, is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and truth in John 4, 23. Um, <clears throat> That's a lot more than a few I songs can, you put on. I, in scripture, praise is usually presented as boisterous, joyful, and uninhibited. God invites praise of all kinds from his creation. Jesus said if people don't praise God, even the stones will cry out in Luke 19.40. When the Bible mentions worship, however, the tone changes. We read verses like, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness in Psalm 96.9, and come let us worship and bow down in Psalm 95.6. Often worship is coupled with the act of bowing or kneeling, which shows humility. It is through true worship that we invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us, convict us, and comfort us. Through worship... We realign our priorities with God and acknowledge him once more as a rightful Lord of our lives. Just as praise is intertwined with thanksgiving, worship is intertwined with surrender. It is impossible to worship God and anything else at the same time. The physical acts often associated with worship, bowing, kneeling, lifting hands, help to create the necessary attitude of humility required for real worship. Wise leaders know how to structure a worship service to allow participants to both praise and worship the Lord. Often services begin with joyous praise songs and transition into a quieter, more introspective opportunity for worship. Worship is an attitude of the heart. A person can go through the outward motions and not be worshiping. God sees the heart and he desires and deserves sincere, heartfelt praise and worship. It's hmm. a good little breakdown. I thought that was a good little, quick little breakdown of it. I don't yeah, good. Re, re, like reading it out loud. I think there's a couple things that I would be like, well. But I think for the most part, I think that's a good, like you said, I think it's a good sum up statement in that one, just that one little part. Yeah, when you said that one line, it was like, oh, is. dang, we could have summed up yeah, this I mean, we, whole Yeah, I mean, we didn't even well, really need losing to... oneself yeah. in adoration we, of another. Yeah, we must, yeah. Worship is the art of losing self in adoration of, man, of another. Yeah, so. And praise can be part of worship, but it, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I, I think they're, so then the question is, what is the focus of the song on? Upon self or sure. on God? And that's where I think the heart of the matter comes back to. Right. Because it, as we, if we went back to the beginning and you looked at that first song from Bethel, the focus was on self. Right. And that's even the problem that, you know, as we get into it later, uh, with some of these sermons that people mm. absolutely love, there's so much focus on self, self. and so little focus on Christ. Well, that's funny because I was about to say, I think it's the same as the advice that we would give anyone who's moved somewhere and is looking for a church. What am I yeah. looking for? How do I know if I belong to a good church or a bad church? And there's a lot of factors, honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think one of the biggest things, like Travis and I talk about all the time, is does the church talk about what God can do for you or what you can do for him? Like, Am I opening myself to be to be used? Am I praising him, worshiping him, following him, loving him, surrendering to him, all of that? And through those acts, through the obedience, or is my life being saved, furthered because God's going to come or and make all these things? Or what can for he me? do for yeah. me? How is my life going to get better? Because listen, if you're truly following Christ, your life might not actually get better here. And that, but that's not, not what people are taught. Yeah. So when 
they're struggling and bad things keep happening, it goes, well, what the heck? Why isn't this working? Well, I think... Or it does get better, depending on... I mean... But it just depends. You know, like a song like Amazing Grace, though, that can be... I think that can, like, blur the line of between worship and praise. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're praising the fact that you're a wretched sinner and you're now transferred into the kingdom. Yeah. But it's also worshiping the Lord too so that that's kind of a that's kind of a weird one but I think that it does it goes back to what you you just said Travis it goes back to the heart of the matter and what what you're saying well, then here's a here's a verse to sum it up mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is John 6 verse 26 Jesus answered them and said truly truly I say to you you seek me not because you saw signs but because you ate of the loaves and were filled are you personally yeah. filled by these songs yeah even sermons or is it because you seek Christ <coughs> yeah exactly I think that's a I'm, that's a perfect place to end it because Jesus there is going you weren't you weren't coming to me for you were coming to me because I fed you you wanted something out of me this isn't like free take one salvation cards you know like which is funny because then he also says I am the bread of life wonder if it's kind of like a dig at that situation yeah, like yeah. I'm the bread you came to eat the loaves and be filled I'm I the bread, am the bread. Well, it is. I mean, it's, it's, yeah I mean, that's the truth nobody can tell me that Jesus wasn't sarcastic sometimes oh he's he hilarious was. that's what I don't get I'm like where was this when we were in Bible class that's why I like, in you school see those, like why and it was hard for them to stuff? understand like what does he mean about eat the like what is he talking about you know like <laughs> he's a funny guy he is so All I right, think that's that um some rule of thumb maybe to look at what you have if there is something that you are still just really unsure of send it in to us brandon travis they will sit here and go through it and look through things lex is probably gonna slap me because now i'm (laughs) I'm offering her husband free more stuff Um, (laughs) and um 96 of them we're happy to Um, we're happy seriously though to help in this because I think it is a big deal and it is important and it's not something that we should just ah it's just music why do you guys make such a big deal about everything you guys take everything Mm -hmm. literally you should just calm down and they do they work so hard Brandon and Travis and Heidi I kind of just sit there I'm she here sits for entertainment, there and, like, Michael Jackson popcorns it. <laughs> she even has popcorn, literally. She right even has popcorn. <laughs> so, which we got to share with Brandon, too. Hello. Yeah, whatever. Yes, so, it's good. Anyway, um, no, but they do. They really do spend so much time. Like, I joke about, you know, getting frustrated because my husband will legitimately, <laughs> it's like, I will not see him for the total equivalent of a work week. Yeah, yeah we've lost hours before that. Because he's working on stuff with so Brandon. much so that they joked with me, like, "Uh oh, did we finally lose him?" Like, he was responding to something. Did we finally, that was it. it was so, so keep much. your uh, comments to less than five pages. <laughs> yes. Because he will break yes. it down word for word, not just line by line, but word by word. He'll be like, "Here's what that word is. Here's ten scriptures about why that's wrong." Um, so, no, but seriously though, we we want to pray for you. We want to help. Yeah, we want to do whatever i mean god might call us to do but i know for some people it is you know if you have a song send it over if you're not sure and you're trying to decipher and understand it can be hard to just like 
here, figure it out on your own. So if there's something that any of us can do to help you, please just know that we're always happy to do so. So you can aphomechurch at gmail.com, send whatever in, and everybody can get it and help out and do whatever we might be able to do. But hopefully this helps some of Let me set up individual emails on that for us. Do you just want to give me more projects to do? Good grief. Yep. I'm on it. Individual emails for everybody. All right, guys. Hopefully this hour and 10 minutes was helpful. Hour and 11 minutes was helpful. (laughs) See you next time. Bye, guys.